2: Welcome aboard
1: National Football
3: Show. It's your boy, Big Stills. Pull up a chair, put your phone somewhere, put us on your television set, sit back and listen for the next three hours. We are power-packed. One of our dear friends will step in with us today, Merrill Reese. That'll be an hour or two. The legendary voice of your Philadelphia Eagles will be with us at 4.30 Eastern Time. I love kicking it around with a man that has covered that team for six decades. And we will talk with him, loves and has passion for that team like no other. One of the greatest voices for a professional sports team of all time. You know how many people revere Vince Scully when he was calling the Dodger games, Brooklyn and in Los Angeles? Same thing could be said about Merrill calling Eagle games. We have him for you. That is again in hour number two at 430. I was listening to Barrett Brooks. I love listening to Barrett on Sports Take. I really do. You know, he said something that made me pause about Jalen Hurts. I was going to start my show with something completely different, but I heard Barrett say something. Barrett goes like this. No, nah, I'm good with now. I'm, I'm good with, with Jalen. And then he went on to say this. If you're going to look at Jalen Hurts like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be disappointed. I think Baird and I are on the same boat when it comes to Jalen Hurts that it really isn't about statistics with him. The 4,200 passing yards and 30 touchdowns, that's for fantasy football people. Like I've been saying here, beating the Vikings, Washington, the Cowboys, Packers. That's where you make your stamp as a player in this league. It wasn't so much that Lamar Jackson was a unanimous MVP a couple of years ago in Baltimore. His status went up last year when he beat Patrick Mahomes and he beat that Chiefs team, didn't it? We looked at him different because when you start to beat one of those elite teams and one of those elite quarterbacks, that's when the narrative changes on you. Look at what the narrative is right now on Dak Prescott. Great stats, gets bounced early in the playoffs. That's not a that's not a winning formula when you're talking about the elite guys in the sport. So let me go back, and I'll tell you what is even more cool about this is that my boy Xander was, around when this was going on, between Tua Tucker-Viola and Jalen Hurts. And I think it's so appropriate this week because both their teams are going to face each other. Obviously, Tua and Jalen aren't going to play this weekend, but they will in that organized team practices. So they'll see each other, and they'll be going back and forth, jockeying and ping pong and what have you. You're not going to really see them on a Saturday game, though, for the final exhibition game. Can we make this... Can we make this statement about Jalen? Watch this. Who's easier to coach? And I wonder when they were in Alabama, if the coaches in Alabama just didn't go with the easier guy to coach. And here's what I mean by that. When you have a drop-back quarterback who's not going to take off running, you don't have to design plays, you don't have to worry about his health too much. You don't have to pace – Do we agree Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen are going to have to pace Jalen Hurts this year? You can't run that guy 20 carries in a game and have him throw the ball 35 times a game. He'll never make it to the end of the season. That guy won't make it to the finish line like that. Getting pounded like that? It's not that he doesn't have the ability to play like that. You're in the NFL now. It's the war of attrition. You hear that comment being made all the time. Don't you think it's harder to coach a guy like Jalen Hurts than Tua Viola or even Tom Brady? Tom, drop back, throw the ball. This is what Shane Steichen, this is what Lane Kiffin, this is what Steve Sarkisian, when they were at Alabama, had to think. Do we put design runs in? Do we have them drop back? Do we have them roll? That's a harder game plan to put together. Would you not agree? That's a harder athlete to coach than just Peyton Manning. Now, the advantages with a quarterback like Manning and Brady, okay, obviously, savant's upstairs, no progression reading, all it. But it's easier to coach. When you got a guy like Lamar, hell, even Kyler Murray, right? Even Kyler Murray. You have to really put a game plan together, not only to win games, but to preserve your guy. That's the thing they're fighting in Buffalo right now. One of of the reasons that they went out and they've made an absolute emphasis on O-line and running backs, they can't have that quarterback sitting up there in Buffalo getting pounded week in, week out. just not going to make it to the finish line. Jalen Hurts is a harder athlete to coach than a Gardner Minshew or a Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, for that matter. Harder to coach. And what I mean by harder to coach, not that they have any lesser talent. It's a different style of talent. See, I'm set in my ways that I like a certain style. And I've told you guys this before, okay? You know, Jim Furyk, I've made that analogy to you guys before. Jim Furyk won major championships with the worst golf swing on the planet. And I would be one of the guys that would try to change that and take away what that guy's comfort zone is. Jalen Hurts' comfort zone is the way and his style of play. Why would we want to take that away by asking him to throw the ball 35 times a game? That's why I guess when Nick Sirianni says this, no one's open, he's taken off. And he's comfortable with it. He doesn't want to take him out of his identity and his style of play. They're putting a game plan together in Philadelphia that fits his style. And they've got to craft this. They didn't want to do this in Alabama. The easier guy to coach was Tua. Plus, you had all those guys. That's why A.J. Brown fits in the Eagle offense. He's going to be dominant in the run game. He's a yak guy. you got another speed guy on the other side in Devontae. Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin in Alabama had all those Calvin Ridleys and uh, Jalen Waddles, all those guys in that room. They weren't going to waste those wide receivers in that room with a guy who has a different style of play. So they benched him. And they went with the passer. Jalen Hurts is a tough style to coach. The player's not tough to coach. The player's receptive. He was raised by a coach. That's not where I'm going here. That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay? So when you're looking at, because Nick goes, yeah, this is not a good, he's never going to be a guy who's going to throw for 5,000 yards. It's a different style. It's about wins with him. It's never going to be about numbers. He is not going to put up a shitload of numbers in Philadelphia. He is not. But he could put up a shitload of wins. And at the end of the day, that fits his style of play better. Jesus criminy. Who gives a shit if Jalen Hurts throws the ball for all 450 yards if they beat Dallas and he throws for 175 yards and he's 16 to 18 for three touchdowns what do you care jesus you sound like your owner with doug peterson on a monday having to explain why they won this way how pathetic who cares if jalen hurts never throws for 4,000 yards jalen hurts wins 13 ball games people aren't going to care about that shit I think the year that Lamar won the MVP unanimously, I think he only threw for 3,100 yards, 3,400 yards, something like that. Okay? This is going to be about wins. This is going to be about winning football. Okay? Okay? Hey, hey, chalk it up, sports. Now, because if you're 65 or 70 years old, people can't be wrong. Or the evaluation of a player and how you see it, because you've got to be set in your ways. Because that's old school Philly sports talk. If you if 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 you massage your take a little, people think you're you're flip flopping. No, I'm trying to come to center with you, and I'm trying to. Quite frankly, guess what I'm doing? Compromise. Because I never think he, he's never going to throw for big numbers. He's not that good of a passer. Get that in your head. But he can win a lot of ball games. All he has to do is do what Roethlisberger does. Make five plays a game, and he could carry his football team across the finish line because that team is stacked. I said to you yesterday... That team is stacked. They're ready to roll. They, they're ready to go, man. Okay. I agree, but we'll say he—he he can't. He's not a passing quarterback. Um. Wait, wait, Mike. I, I I'm I'm not waffling on numbers here with him. He'll never be a prolific passer. That's just not what he is, but he could be a prolific winner. How about this? He could be a better version of Michael Vick. Vick never won. Vick was great to look at. He didn't win shit. When you pick the top 25 quarterbacks in NFL history, Vick's name's not in it, but he was fun to watch. By the way, I would never take Brett Favre as my starting quarterback. You know why? He turns the ball over too much. This guy retired as the all-time passing touchdown leader and interception guy. That's so much my guy. I like people that take care of the football. Okay? Solo, absolutely spectacular. So do you pay him based on those wins? That's a great take, Solo. Because I think that's exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles and their front office have come to grips with if Jalen Hurts leads his team to the NFC Championship game, okay, his numbers are going to be pretty decent. Not exceptional, but they'll be decent enough for them to go, he's our guy moving forward. Okay? He's our guy moving forward. GT goes, okay, how about this? Can we win a Super Bowl like that? Like I told you before, Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. He can. Kaepernick's probably a better passer. Okay? Probably a little... I wouldn't say a lot either. But circle back to my point here. Jalen Hurts is a different style of... John Harbaugh, look at what he had to go through. He had to go from Joe Flacco, a pure drop-back guy, to a style of play that was polar opposite on what he's coached. That's great coaching in Baltimore. John Harbaugh might be the most underrated coach in all of pro football. When you bring up the great names of coaches in the NFL, somehow his name always gets passed over. And he's the better Harbaugh, by the way, as a coach. That guy, not saying that Jim's not good either. This guy's 47 and 17 or something like that. As a head coach in the NFL, Jim Harbaugh can coach the NFL. But this John Harbaugh, man, look at what he had to do. Revamped this entire offense around one guy. Hertz has 27 turnovers in 20 games. You've got to cut that down immensely if you're going to win a Super Bowl. Easy money says it's about wins. And then making noise in the playoffs, right? We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Okay? Please hit the like button here. So let's move it on to the next phase here. The way that this Eagle team has been constructed by Howie Roseman and being coached by Nick Sirianni. You think this team could beat the Rams, Bucks, or Packers? And those are the three best quarterbacks in the NFC this year. You think they could beat those three teams. You put the Eagles on the field with the Packers. By the way, I think the Packers' defense will be better than the Eagle defense this year. I think they're going to end up in the top five, maybe top three, the Packers. There's a lot of talent on that Packer defense. I've been saying that all year. That's not just an epiphany here on August 23rd. Look at the commodities and draft assets. Look at the money they've been spending when it comes to re-signing guys. It's been on the defensive side. They let Devontae Adams loose because they had to sign guys on the defensive side. They were younger and they were more impactful. Green Bay looks at wide receivers and says, we've been doing it for 40 years our way, we'll do it again. Did anyone see when Patrick got hit in the playoffs, his neck almost buckled? I did not. Have you seen the Bucks' O-line? I have, Jones. But Brady will adu- will adjust to that, get the ball out quicker, more screen passes to the running backs. The running backs are going to have to be a factor early on until they get Jensen and some of them guys back. There's no doubt they got a mass unit on that offensive line. That's why I said, if I was Jason Light, the general manager of the Buccaneers, I'd call Howie Roseman and go, "What do you? What's up with Dillard? Or even Jack Driscoll's? Something like that, just to get some bodies in there." People are still doubting his ability. No, they're not. They're talking about what he's done, ability. I haven't seen one thing from that quarterback in Philadelphia that makes me think he's going to progress as a passer in the league. Not one thing. Zero. I'm with d Gunn. Go out and do it. And then we do this. Watch this. Hey, man, he is getting better. People can be proven wrong. It happens daily. Most people in their life are proven wrong daily. Okay, the Rams take. So you don't think they could beat the Rams? Eagles will win 12 wins and see the playoffs. Maybe an NFC championship game, says Ryan. Personally, I don't believe the Eagles can beat the Rams, Bucks or Packers. I'd like to see them play the Rams, though. But I don't believe you could beat any one of those three teams right now until we see the action of the team as they get out there and play and we see the first quarter poll of the season. I don't believe you can beat those three teams yet because what's the difference between those teams and what's the difference between those teams and the Eagles quarterback is superior and the defenses are right on par with the Rams. you got the best pass rusher in the sport and one of the top corners in the sport. The bucks have one of the best defenses in the NFL and the Packers have one of the best defenses and the two-time reigning MVP. I don't believe you could beat any one of those three teams as of today. Okay. That doesn't mean I wouldn't like to see that Eagle team lining up against the Rams because I think that Rams defense can be run on. You're not running on via Veda and you're not running on that Buccaneer D line. You couldn't do it last year. And nothing's changed in seven months. They added the kid from Chicago when Sue left. Nothing's really changed on defense. You're not running the ball against that front. They shut down the best O-line last year in football. Remember that. You were one-dimensional against the Bucks, and they smoked you. They said, let's stop the run. He can't win in the passing game. And they crushed him. We'll see if that's changed. You think A.J. – how much do you think A.J. Brown has changed that score in that game? Ten points? It was still never close. How much do you think that's really changed? Seals, what makes you think the Eagles can't beat the Rams? Because the quarterback's better. Wide receivers, you got the best wide – here, here's what the Rams have. The Rams had the best wide receiver in the game last year coming back. They added Allen Robinson. Matthew Stafford was sensational last year. He beat both Aaron Rodgers and Brady. Then he turns around on the defensive side, and you got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. You got some of the top three players at five different positions in the sport. I would even make this argument. Stafford's probably... In the conversation for the top five quarterbacks in the NFC, Ramsey's in the top three for corners. Donald's won. Cup could be one or two in passing. Cup had almost 2,000 yards receiving last year. It was an iconic season. You're talking about unreal play on those three teams. Savvy says the NFC is wide open. But here's Savvy where I think the Eagles can catch the Rams, Bucks, and Packers. You ready? I don't think these three teams are as deep as the Eagles are. And I think they can wear them out like they did teams in 17. You're not overly talented like those Rams, Bucks, or Packers teams, but you're deeper. That just might be enough to win an NFC title. That just might be enough. At the beginning of the year, you're not going to be in those three teams' leagues. But by the end of the year, I think you will. See, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Rams can't afford losses. Why? Because they're not deep because of the money they're paying some of these guys. When you pay the money that you pay to have a roster like those guys do, win today would we agree this philadelphia eagle roster is not just for win today it's next year you got two first round draft choices it's the year after rams bucks and packers with those quarterbacks man you gotta win today this is a today deal buffalo it's not about today or this year it's about the next 10 years okay it's about the next 10 years that's what this is. Broncos and Eagles in the Super Bowl. I don't think the Broncos are deep. I, I don't think they're very deep. Eagles, Bills. Like I said, you just may have enough to get yourself to that game. By the way, Merrill Reese, hour 2, 4.30 Eastern time. You may have enough. Today, it. that's why when teams talk about, and watch this, I have completely come full circle on your Dallas Cowboys. I do not believe that football team will have a 500 record in 2022. No way. Running games going the other way. It's trending bad. Zeke, has gone from 80 yards a game to, like, 55. No Omari Cooper, banged up wide receiving core. Diggs had an out-of-his-mind and out-of-body experience season. He ain't doing that again. You think that guy's going to put multiple double-digit interception seasons up? Not happening. Do you know the last time somebody had double-digit interceptions like that? It was Everson Walls back in the 80s. He ain't doing that again. So what does that mean? That turnover differential is going to be drastically different in Dallas. You know what I'm doing to Dallas? I'm going to run the ball on them. And that's what the Eagles do best. Dude, don't throw the ball against the Cowboys. Run the ball against the Cowboys. And you'll pound them like the the Browns did two years ago for 290 yards on them. Pete, that Cowboy team ain't having a 500 record. They're not making the playoffs. In a down NFC, too, they're not making it. They're they're, they're not making it. Easy Money says Rams soft this year. Eagles better make it to the NFC title game, at least if Hertz is the guy. Roster's top three. Roster's top three. Watch this. Who's got a better roster? Than the Eagles right now on August 23rd, Bills, maybe. What's another deep team? Jesus, Bills and Eagles. I'm trying to think of a of a team that's been cons- Pittsburgh. Maybe the Steelers. Nobody's built like Buffalo and nobody's built like Buffalo and Philly. Nobody. Now, that second unit's got to play better than they did against the Browns. Try getting off the bus. That might help. Matt, the Eagles do not have a better roster than the Bills. Are you crazy? (laughs) You don't have one wide receiver on your football team that's ever had a 100-catch season. I think Diggs has done it three times already. That quarterback in Buffalo is the favorite to win the most valuable player award. Their defense is as good or better than yours. And their coach is better. Speaking reality. They're stacked. Um now, easy money. Repeating as champs. Dolphins, dolphins are gonna need to be um packed. By the way, we're gonna get we're gonna get into a little bit of dolphins and Eagles here in a second. I got a topic here for you. Um, Buffalo, where are you getting this info from? I'm I'm not what you're sure you're talking about, celebrating. The Rams, in my opinion, will not win it again. They will not. They will not because they'll have – especially if Stafford's arm is where it's at right now. SMD Eagles, yes, speak in reality. I am. When it comes to Jalen Hurts, I do speak in reality. He's not a very good passer. And he must throw better and be more consistent. SMD Eagles, you're dead on. Hey, by the way, we're going to find out if he's improved. There's no more wishful thinking because that's all it is it's wishful thinking i'm hoping i heard even barrett hoping i think he can anytime you use the words if and hope okay there's no clarity to that if and hope or i wish that's not certainty aaron Rodgers is a bona fide nfl legend and mvp First Ballot Hall of Famer. That's factual. That's factual. Tom Brady's the greatest winner in the history of pro football. That's factual. Stafford erased some of the demons of Detroit to go on and show people with a good organization around him he could win a Super Bowl. That's factual. That's reality. Here's not what's reality. Jalen Hurts is going to throw for 4,400 yards and 33 touchdowns. That's wishful thinking. That's wishful thinking. Sometimes when reality gets put out in front of you and you have to write it down and look at it, it's a hard pill to swallow. But that's okay. I'd rather be a guy that has to go out and prove it than a guy that's sitting on his laurels that goes out. I I, I want to be that underdog. I think the Philadelphia Eagles should take on that coat. And I think they should take on that attitude. It's us against the world like they did in 17. You know what made that team 17 great? It was an attitude they had. And you know what that attitude was? What was that comment at the um parade that Jason Kelsey? How do you like us now? Okay. That was an attitude that they had as an organization that resonated down with the locker room. Said we can't do it, lost our quarterback, our MVP, still went out there and beat the shit out of the goat. Dude, that's an attitude. That's something that a lot of teams, they can't put that recipe together. We go out there and beat your ass. Hey, man. If that recipe was easy, everyone would have the ingredients to it. Okay? That's right, Rage. F you attitude. You know? Hey, man, I love that take, Jones. Hungry dogs run faster. You're damn right. Hey, I'll tell you what, Jones. Jones. Nick Saban says this all the time. By the way, Xander, congratulations. Your boy's the highest paid coach, and rightfully so. Signed a $93 million contract. He's such a goat. You know what he says? He goes like this. Hey, when someone gets food put on their table all the time, they're not quite as hungry to go out and earn it the next time. But when you're starving, you're motivated to do anything. He goes, those guys are hard to beat, man, when you got to feed yourself. Because you'll do anything to get that plate of food on your table. You know, you feel me? Matt, GG, I can't wait until Sills has to take back all the trash he's been speaking on the Eagles. I just said that I think you have enough to get to the NFC Championship game by the end of the year. That's trash talking, Matt? Again, dude. You must be unbelievable at a Christmas dinner party when you're having a debate because you just hear the shit you want to hear. Unreal, man. Then again, you'd fit right into my house because whoever hollers the loudest, no matter if you have the facts or not, dog, whoever hollers the loudest at an Italian house usually wins the argument. Yeah, but you're not right. I won the argument. Okay, hey, that's good. Pete, Hertz can throw for 4,000 yards It's 250 yards a game, bro. You've never had, but one guy throw for 4,000 yards in your history of your team. You've never had a hundred catch wide out. And there's not a guy on your roster that, Oh wait, the $25 million a year guys never even had more than 70. What are you talking about? Reality? Hey, Forrest over here. Over here, Forrest. Still said NFC championship game. That works. I'll tell you what. Like Xander says, Jalen Hurts gets that team to the NFC championship game. He'll have a $40 million bag of money waiting for you at the end of the whole thing. Dude, I love that attitude. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. Dude, I love that. Hey, that's a great T-shirt. Delph, I like that, man. That's a great T-shirt. Hey, I love the one that Lamar Jackson wears. Nobody cares. (laughs) Man, that's one of my favorite shirts he wears. Nobody cares. Okay. Nobody cares. Channel says, Philadelphia fans have something in the sandwich and they ain't sharing Super, super delusional fans. I don't think so. I think they got a lot of talent, man. I do. I think they got a lot of talent. Jay says, hey, Jay says, Sills doesn't like me and I effing love it. Hey, man, I told you, the only thing I hate are Nazis. That's it, man. Hey, by the way, dogs, okay? This is absolutely one of the greatest and coolest things that we have done here at Jacob. Lane Johnson is now being added to the mix here with D-Gunn, Mike Missanelli, Seth. Everybody is going to have themselves an opportunity to watch the greatest post-game show in Philadelphia. And I'm telling you, it's an all-star cast. This is, this is the dream team. This is a dream team post-game show. I don't know if I've ever seen a post-game show with guys like this, especially when you have D-Gun and Mike, and then you add Seth, the former excellent player and legendary eagle, and a current guy in lane. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Okay? I mean, it's a dream team. And I can't wait to watch it the week of September 11th, man. Fantastic stuff. What an absolute treat that is. You get Seth, the legend, and Lane, Mike Missanelli, a local Philadelphia Eagles and sports talk legendary guy when it comes to talking about the Eagles. Mike has done it forever and one of the legendary voices in Philly. And he got D Gum, one of the most respected people on the planet. Man. I can't wait to watch that thing. That thing's going to be spectacular. We really, hey, I want to hit on Dolphins and Eagles here in a second as well. Please hit the like button. Guys, do me a favor, okay? If you're in the market for an attorney, if you've been hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is your company. They are a company that looks out for their clients. And we'll never, ever say this to you. There's no such thing as a fender bender or a small client. They're the biggest firm in the country, too. With over 800 attorneys strong in Philly, New York, and in Florida, nobody is better when it comes to covering their people and getting them the best compensation that they possibly can for their clients. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600, open 24-7, seven days a week. Do me a favor, too, when you call them, tell them Dan Cillio sent you.
4: Choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big, too. The biggest, actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com
5: your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps and that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather
7: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
3: Meryl Reese, the legendary voice of the Eagles, 4.30 Eastern time. You know, I raved yesterday about Jeff Stoutland, and I had a couple people remind me of some of the great offensive line coaches in the history of the National Football League. Mike Munchak comes to mind. Dante Scarnecki of the Patriots comes to mind, too. Dante Scarnecki in my opinion, you talk about one of the greatest offensive line coaches to ever live, was up in New England. Isn't it funny? Tom Brady had the greatest O-line coach. You know, they always look at it this way, too. Belichick. Great. But what's the one thing that makes Saban great, too? His assistant coaches. That guy hires the best guys going, even if they have a a dent in the fender. Sarkeesian with how that whole thing ended at Southern Cal Lane Kiffin, how that whole thing ended at Southern Cal. All these guys are successful coaches. Saban, he doesn't give a shit. Same thing up with um, Bill Belichick. Dante Scarnecki, Alex Gibb, Hudson Hauk. These are three of the greatest offensive line coaches I've ever seen, and Jeff Stoutland is right there. I'll say it one more time to you, as I said yesterday, and I want to emphasize it with a highlighter here. You do not make the playoffs last year without Jeff Stoutland as your own line coach. He is the most important coach in your locker room. He is the most valuable coach. I don't trust Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon. This guy is the best. He's the best in the sport, college or pro. There is no getting around. When everything is said and done, how many Hall of Famers do you think he ends up having going to Canton? Just as a coach for the Eagles, you got one sheer fired guy with Jason Kelsey, and you're going to have another guy with Lane who's going to be right there on the doorstep of being considered to be a Hall of Fame guy. Because I'll make this point to you. If that guy that was in Los Angeles Whitmore's a Hall of Famer. Lane Kiffin's a Hall of Famer. Or Lane Johnson's a Hall of Famer. I thought that guy in L.A. was good. But he had the longevity pill going for him. Okay? Let's hear your position breakdown between the Eagles and the Bills. We'll do that. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Hey, why don't you just do this? Coach Bills. Quarterback, Bills. So you think A.J. Brown's a better wide receiver than Stephon Diggs? I don't. I don't. And he doesn't have the numbers to prove it. You're looking at it differently. A.J.'s not better than Stephon Diggs. He hasn't put the production in for it. He hasn't. O-line clearly goes to the Eagles. Running back goes to the Bills. Okay? A.J. AJ Brown is not Stephon Diggs. He, right. A.J. Brown is, by the way, he's a top 10, because sometimes in a conversation when you get here with this, you're dogging the other guy, it sounds. A.J.'s a top 10 guy in my book in the NFL, but he ain't Stephon Diggs, dog. Way off. And the collection of running backs you have are dudes. They're dudes. Their defense is. We'll see. Again, another part of the football team that is wishful thinking. The Bills play in the AFC, means this. Let let me me take a look at this. I'm going to show you some of the difference between the Bills and the Eagles this year. I'm going to show you the difference. Okay? You had a layup schedule. Buffalo Bills schedule, 2022. The Eagles have a layup schedule. It's a layup schedule. Okay? This is who... This is who the Bills start out the 2022 season with. Rams, Super Bowl champions. Tennessee, number one seed in the AFC last year. Miami, a winning football team from a year ago. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Steelers, haven't had a losing season in 15 years. The Chiefs. Then they got the bye week, so you're starting out with Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, <laughs> Steelers, Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Then you got to come out of the bye and play Green Bay. You get a break with the Jets. You get Cleveland in week eleven. Is that the week that Deshaun Watson comes back? Then you got New England, Miami, Cincinnati, and then New England. Good night, almighty. Your wide receiver core is better. We'll see. Okay. Dude, Stephon Diggs is superior to A.J. Brown. Superior. Superior. The guys that are in the game today that are those top five guys are some of the best athletes I've ever seen play in the game. Just delusional if you think AJ's better than Stefan. Just delusional. And, right, and Xander's right. Watch this. It's not really a knock on AJ. It's not a knock. That guy's exceptional. This kid Jamar Chase in Cincinnati – is exceptional. Devontae Adams, these, dude. Hey, and I, but watch this. If it came off that I was dogging AJ, I apologize because I don't, because I like the kid. That's not what I'm saying here or doing here. Yeah, okay. Your tight end's better. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um Actually, I think that's incorrect. The Buffalo Bills got they were a very good pressure and sack team last year. The Eagles were pathetic. Are you talking about your uh paper champion defense right now or the ones that you have produced? Oh, I that's right. I forgot. See, you, you're talking paper champion stuff. They've actually gone out and been one of the better sacking teams from a year ago and pressure teams, okay? You're talking paper champion stuff. All right, let me move on to this other topic here. Um, who saves his job? I don't know if that's a good way to put this. Because you could also say this. Who has a better season in 2022, Tug of Viola or Jalen? Tight end's good in Miami. You got Jalen Waddell. You got Tyreek Hill. You got a pretty good offense. You got a lot of good things going on in Miami right now, man, offensively. I mean, I would even make this. Who do you think's got a better wide receiving core? Jalen Hurts or Tug of Viola? I think Tug of Viola. Tug of Viola, no. Or a push. I'd be, I'd be comfortable with a push. Tight ends probably the differential, and that slides it to the Eagles. Hertz has a bet the Dolphin, dude. Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle had 1,100 yards last year, in 104 catches. With a cast of characters playing quarterback for him, he still put the numbers up. Jalen couldn't find Devontae, and that's all they had last year. That's all they had last year in Miami was Jalen Waddle. And by the way, for the record. And don't take this harsh or don't take this in any other way. Jalen Waddle was drafted ahead of Devontae and Jalen Waddle was always the guy at Alabama that had the higher grade on him than Devontae. It's not a rip. It's a fact. The higher grade was on Waddle. Waddle was the number one option in Alabama before he got hurt. Xander was at the LSU game. And then Devontae just took off by the way it's like this close between him and the other guy. We're not talking like a Canyon. Okay. He had 94 more yards than Smith with 40 more catches. 40 more catches is quite a bit. Yeah. And look who his quarterback was. Jacoby Brissett and who else? Tua a couple times, they were in and out of the lineup. Jesus Christ, use some common sense and brains. I mean, Jaden Wallow had a hell of a season with all the chaos going on in Miami with the owner and the head coach. The head coach was being offered bribes, Allegedly. Jalen's going to win more games. One, because he's in the NFC. But two, is going to put up some yards if this kid can stay healthy. If Tug of Viola can stay healthy, he might put up 4,000 yards this year with that wide receiving and tight end that they have. Yes, yeah, Sydney. I think one of the improvements that the Dolphins have is their defense. I think they're pretty good. Smith is better than Waddle. He hasn't proven that at all in any other time that they've been healthy together. He's never proven that when they've been both healthy on the field, Devonte Smith has never proven he was better. Even when they were teammates, that he was a better player. Where are you getting that from? Because he won the Heisman. The Heisman, because the Heisman's a real gauge on player success in the NFL. <laughs> Sign Johnny Manziel. Now, Richard, that could injury prone is more where I would go. I don't think two is soft. I think he's injury prone. Yeah, I know Smith has not proven he's better than Waddle. In any time when they've ever been healthy, okay. He's never any time I've ever watched those two guys on the field. That's why he got drafted ahead of him. Got drafted ahead of him, okay. Yeah, well, again, the NFL evaluators when Bledsoe and all the teams were looking at putting him in a draft chart, Waddle went first. Waddle went first. Let's be honest, the threshold between Waddle and Smith, fair. I said that, though. It, it, it totally is. Again, it's like A.J. and Stefan, not really shit-talking here. You're taking it that way. And I'm hoping it if it's landing that way, I don't want it to. Dude, I told you Devontae Smith on a different football team is, is, is a guy who's going to put up enormous yardage with a true passer. In this offense, he's never going to. Maybe 1,050, 70, 80 catches, 10 touchdowns, shit like that. He's never going to be a 100-catch guy in this offense. Why would you take that offensive running attack away? They've got a balanced attack. You know how many teams don't? Half the league, maybe even a third of the league, doesn't have the ability to run the ball the way the Eagles can run the ball. Smitty's going to be better than AJ soon. I don't think that's a big leap for him. You're talking two elite guys again, but I think, yeah, he's a better route runner. He's technically sound more so than AJ is because AJ relies on true athleticism and his, his size. Hey, big Sills. You are a big hater on who, who, who am I hating on? I'm not hating on anybody. You see the thing in the NFL, there's players that are ranked ahead of you. This guy's better than this guy. That guy's better than this guy. That's why the NFL players vote on the top 100 players in the league. And it's not media driven. I think this guy's better. Do you know who the NFL players think the best player in the NFL is right now? It's either Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Donald. The media can tell you all you want about who they think it is. Tom Brady here, this and that, that guy over here. It's Donald and it's Rodgers. They're the two best players in the NFL. And you're not going to like to hear that. But it's facts. Guys, the two-time most valuable player. He's played 17 years and he doesn't have a hundred interceptions. He's got 450 touchdowns. He's won 40 games in the last three years. Come on, man. Well, if Diggs is not a top 25 player, AJ Brown's not a top 70 player. The 100 is fraudulent. Of course it is. I think Diggs is a bit overrated (laughs) do you (laughs) really (laughs) uh yeah okay by the way real quick here hey man this just then it's august 23rd nova care center i know you watch the show what are you gonna do on special teams uh how can you be a football organization and not address this? I mean, really, they have the worst unit in the league. How, how can you like be so good at building your defense, building your offense up, and have the worst special teams it's gonna cost you in the end. Remember I said this on august twenty third. You're gonna be in a game you're winning. Muff punt, something like that. Because you didn't put an emphasis on it. You didn't put an emphasis on this. They're gonna put these dudes together. They're gonna put a team together. Hey, why don't you have a Jeff Stoutland coach coaching your special teams? I mean, why don't you have the bet why don't you go out and find the best assistant coach who's the best special teams guy on the planet? You know, John Harbaugh was a special teams guy. No coincidence that his special teams are some of the best in the sport and he wins games with that team. I mean, the Eagles have the worst unit in the league. Dan, what do you think of Pascal over Watkins? I think both those guys are making the team. I think it's coming down between Kane and Rager. Rager. So how, how, how about Kane? Watch this. Let me show you how effed up it is in Philly when it comes to Jalen Rager. Kane has put the work in to make the Eagles. Rager is living off of who he is, a first-rounder. And they'll keep the first-rounder. That's not a winning formula. They keep players like Derek Barnett on that roster because of who they are, not what they've done or what they're capable of doing. There's an equity problem with some of these guys that Howie drafts. He doesn't play the best players. He doesn't. There's a prime example of two roster spots That should be given to someone else. And not those two guys. People are saying they're going to trade Rager. For what? He doesn't have any value. The only reason. That Howie Roseman. Thinks that Jalen Rager has value. Is because he drafted him. Number one. And then when we found out. What other teams thought. Of Baker Mayfield. What did the. Panthers trade for Baker Mayfield, a sixth rounder, and he was the number one player taken. The Browns were probably floored when there were no takers for Baker Mayfield, who was the number one pick. The number one pick at a valued position like quarterback. You couldn't get any more than a sixth rounder, and you guys think you're going to get a fourth rounder for Jalen Rager? Why? Because he was drafted in the first round? Let me spell it out for you. B-U-S-T. He's a bust. You don't trade assets away for non-football players. And yet he has a roster spot as of at least today. We'll see if he makes the 53. He doesn't deserve it. Okay? Hey, trade Rager for a bottle of stateside vodka. I don't believe stateside vodka would make that deal. <laughs> I I don't. I like the kid Kane. I think the kid's pretty good, man. All right, hour two coming up here. We got here. Let me say here. We got don't forget, we got Meryl Reese. Okay. Xander says this. I'm a Rager fan. Bounce back season incoming. Okay. You're four. I sure hope so. (laughs) This guy's on a GI plan. This guy's on a GI bill. (laughs) I mean, whoa. Oh, okay. Third year. Forgot, man. I haven't seen. I couldn't keep my years correct on him. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, Merrill Reese, 430 Eastern Time. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
5: your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather.
3: Two, National football show. It's your boy Big Sills. Bottom of the hour, Merrill Reese will join us. Can't wait to talk to the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, we look forward to talking with him. And please hit the like button. Let me revisit a topic from yesterday. You think you have enough with Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and Boston as a committee to win ball games. You think that's enough? To improve your offense with the same group of players, and teams are going to be game planning against your running attack. So, um, you th- you think you can win with these guys? We put a per um, a possible trade out. It did very well, too, by the way. Would you send Minshew to Cleveland to get Kareem Hunt, and they would send Hunt and a two back? Somebody in Cleveland goes, why would we do this? Well, because you would have the best substitute teacher next to Nick Foles in the NFL. He wouldn't cost you an arm and a leg. He's a backup quarterback. And you get Deshaun Watson, and maybe you could trade and send out Jacoby Brissett somewhere. He's better than Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew. Remember, this is about the backup quarterback in Cleveland right now. Someone goes, why would I trade for a backup quarterback? Well, you're going to start a backup quarterback. And he's not better than the backup quarterback in Philly. And there's a need at the quarterback position, and it's a higher valued position than a running back. You you, You know what's delusional? You should actually hear Cleveland Brown fans think that they could get a one for Kareem Hunt. Can you tell me the last running back you can remember that was traded for a one? Can you tell me a running back that just comes to your mind that has been put on the open market and you got a first rounder in return for him. But Brown fans think, Trent, I thought the same thing, Trent Richardson. I thought the same thing, but I could have swore they were twos and threes when they, may, may, maybe, you're, I think it was Trent Richardson. That's the guy, it came, that came to my mind too. Okay. Okay. Wasn't it like um, Cleveland to Indy, right? Something like that. Herschel Walker in the 90s. Excuse me, now it's 80s. Ricky Williams. So no one recently, but yet Brown fans think you're getting a one, two, or three for that guy. You're out of your mind. And he's going to want a contract. This is what you do with Kareem Hunt, my opinion. You bring him in. You let him get on the open market, and he'll find out what his value is. And you could sit there and look at him and go, here's $5 million. Because I'd rather pay Kareem Hunt $5 million than that broken paper mache Miles Sanders, $5 million. And I would never pay him two and a half. That's the money he makes now. He's overpaid. Miles Sanders is an overpaid player on the Eagles because he's always hurt. Yeah, but Danny's a good player. (laughs) Good player that's always hurt. That's always a good formula for success. Sure. We have the quarterback that can run. We're good. Why in the world would you want to continue that trend of running your quarterback like that as the number one focus? Name me one place in the National Football League, where that is the number one option for a quarterback. It's not even in Baltimore. They don't want Lamar running the ball. They want him to do what he did a couple years back when he led the NFL in passing touchdowns. What is the one place that the quarterback is led by his rushing attack and not his arm? Is there a place? My point is, you got to try to improve the running game. So you bring in a guy like Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is dying on the vine in Cleveland. I don't care if he wants to play in Cleveland. He's never going to be the number one guy in Cleveland because of Chubb. He's never. That's right, Jeremiah. Philly's the only place that the number one thing that they do with their quarterback is his quarterback is the lead dog in the running attack. Can't have that. It's it's, it's a disaster waiting to happen. So again, Gainwell and Boston Scott are dudes. Could somebody shake loose in the next two weeks? Yes. Yes. Always happens. You see somebody that ends up being out there that comes in like a LeGarrette Blunt or somebody that could come in and improve your running attack. Because here, I'll say this to you. Miles Sanders does not have a chokehold on that starting position. It's got to be one of the only positions on the Eagles that a player doesn't have a chokehold on it. Lane Johnson has a chokehold on that right tackle spot. Jordan Mulata has a chokehold on that spot. Jason Kelsey has a chokehold on that spot. Dickerson has a chokehold. Isaac Sayamalo, after the second week of camp, he put a chokehold on it. There's no positions to be won there at that group. AJ's got a chokehold on it. Devontae Smith's got a chokehold on it. You're running back, you don't. Dude, anybody can walk in there and win that job. That shows you how unstable that is. Still seeing, look at your safety position. You're running back in safety position. Anybody off the street could come in and win a gig. Not good. We'll do just fine with Boston Scott. Just a dude. Not very good pass catchers <laughs> at all. Not one back that's worth it. Gain will a little bit. Kenyon Drake, it gave him a ton of money, man, and he bombed. I don't know. Maybe Sanders is hurt because he's getting ready for season or traded. So you put no film on tape for somebody to evaluate you. Jeff Bone, how you doing, brother? Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you. Trade for Pollard. Cowboys, you see what the Cowboys are doing with Pollard and their offense? Because they're so short-handed at wide receiver, they're lining him up in the slot now. Tony Pollard is getting lined up in the slot in Dallas now. He's playing wide out. They're trying to get both Zeke and him on the field at the same time. That shows you the troubles that the Cowboys are in when it comes to their passing attack. Hurts has a chokehold on RB1. Isn't that crazy? Jalen Hurts has a chokehold as the number one running back in Philly, but not the quarterback spot. Because we're still talking whether or not he's coming back for the 2023 season. Tells you. They'd, they'd rather have him as a running back. Hey, maybe that's an option next year. Pollard, 800-gram. What a shame. Nice and eagle. Hey, unbelievable, man. Looks like we got some roster moves here. The Eagles have waved, tackled Jared Williams, running back DeAndre Torrey. And cornerback, Josh Blackwell. Tackle guard, Brett, Brett Tooth and tight end Tyree Jackson have been placed on injured reserve. That's the pup list. Okay. Not significant names there. Okay. Not significant, I don't think. Because the Eagles are so deep. Oh, no, 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 no. Xander. I'll tell you what though, man. Can can I see that one more time though, Xander? I want to show somebody something here. Okay, you see the tackle, um, Brett Tooth? They're hiding him. They're hiding him. You put him on the player unable to perform list, the pup list. I think you get an opportunity to come off like after week six, if I'm not mistaken. So you're hiding that guy. You, you must like him. Okay? Because you just went out and out wave him. So they're they're hiding him. They'll probably take him from the pup list to the um, practice squad. They must like the kid. Xander just said McMullen likes him. Keith says, Sills, when do you see Hurts getting benched? I don't. He's not getting benched this year. He's not. He's not getting he's not getting benched. SB Nation did an article on your Dean Kane take. I'll have to take a look at that. Thank you for reminding me. Hey, once you send that article over to my Twitter page @dancilio show, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to read that. I think I think Dion Kane has put the work in to make the roster. He'll probably end up, in my opinion, on the practice squad. Isn't that funny? Jalen Rager will make the active roster and shouldn't, and they'll put that guy on the um, on the practice squad. Crazy. That that's they would never do something like that, in my opinion, in New England. Hertz is not safe. We have two first-round picks. Name. You're talking about next April. I'm talking about September 11th. Hertz is the best running, not in passing. People calling him a runner is truth. He is a runner. How he's probably working a trade with Rager right now, bro. It would be a package deal with Dillard or somebody like that. He's not a stand alone trade guy Jalen Rager not a standalone trade guy how many I mean his his numbers are terrible he's not a standalone guy now how sometimes players get dealt and they land somewhere else maybe somebody in a personnel department like Jalen Rager And think maybe, because all these coaches and personnel people sometimes think a different environment can help a player when they change the zip code. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. You see a guy go somewhere else and you're you're like this. Wow. Remember something. Now, this is college, though. You know what Nick Saban told Alvin Kamara? Eh, we got pretty deep here. And they were. But you know this? So Nick Saban told Alvin Kamara, "Eh, you know what, man? We don't really have a lot of room for you here at Alabama." So it goes to Tennessee. And this guy's one of the best dual backs in the league. <laughs> I mean, you can't see Ohio State at Joe Burrow. They let his ass roll too. It happens. Stoutland's next project improved the backups. After what I saw, what they did against Cleveland, pretty much the um I I, I was impressed. We got Minchu for a sixth, right? Yeah, his 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 value is already increased. Teams call for him all the time. I wonder what sold Howie not to deal. Gardner Minshew to the Colts and then them sign here. Let me show you something that shows you a little bit of how we thinking about other things other than winning football. Who would you rather have as your backup quarterback, Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew? Who do you think the Eagles would rather have? Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles or who's better? How we took this into consideration, well, we don't want to have that go back in the locker room again to potentially upset the locker room because everybody loves Nick. Nick's revered. What's that got to do with winning? What does that have to do with winning? I'm trying to accumulate the best players that I possibly can get. I would have took Nick Foles over Gardner Mitchell any day. Any day that O line likes blocking for him. He said, nah, let me just stick with Gardner. And and by the way, I think Minshew's fine. But I'd rather have Nick. How could you not want to have Nick? Well, because they're afraid that his – can you imagine this? So what would be the problem of having a quarterback with a great presence in a locker room that demands respect like Nick Foles you would have Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts in the locker room together and command and respect every time they stepped on the field. What's so wrong with that? It's your insecurity. That's the problem you have. Taco goes five years ago was Foles. Hey, Taco, in that process, he's been coached by Doug Marone in shitty Chicago. I don't know. How are any other quarterbacks – uh, faring at those places. Justin Fields looks like he's falling on his face. Trevor Lawrence has to be saved by bringing in an experienced coach like Doug Peterson after what Meyer did to him. I mean, is there any, maybe he was not coached well at these last two spots and he got the best coaching when he was in Philly in his career. Doug Peterson Frank Reich could have been possible. That was the best coaching he's had. No one ever looks at it that way. Nick Foles has been coached shitty the last five years. He's been in horrible places. The Chicago Bears are the worst team in the league. Worst O-line in the league. And that shit Joe Meyer had down there in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence got caught up in the wash. Should have kept foals over wins. Richard, Alshon Jeffries catches that pass in New Orleans. I think they do do that. Boston Scott and Gainwell are dudes. I think they're good enough to win, though. Your real need is its safety. Okay? That's your big hole. Because why? Man. When things go wrong with the Eagle offense, what can you always resort to? A fist fight. A fist fight. Watch this. Man, our passing game's not working. All right, let's slug it out. You're going to win that. That's a great option. When you're playing Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers knows you've got a big, giant hole in the middle of your defense, you don't think he's going to attack that? You don't think Justin Jefferson's going to run free across the middle with them safeties you don't have a safety in the league that can cover that guy coming across the middle. What help are you getting with him? And by the way, Justin Jefferson versus Darius Slay. Yeah, <laughs> I think the guy in Minnesota is going to win that one. Okay, he's going to win that one. It's not 2017. Okay. Okay. Still, if Hurts misses two games from injury, does he get the job back? They're going to give it to him. Dude, they understand this name brand. The Philadelphia Eagle ownership, love Jalen Hurts. They want him to win this job. And not just for 2022, 2023, for the next five years, because they're hoping to get a hometown cooking deal on it where they don't have to put up $50 million or $45 million. Bro, When Joe Burrow and his deal comes up, you're talking half a billion dollars. Jalen's not in that conversation. It's going to be a short-term three-year contract at 40 per if he crosses the finish line this year. If he crosses it. And maybe even how he crosses it. How he crosses it. That guy is good. Dude, What would, how about this? If, if, if Joe Burrow next year comes out on the free agent market, how much money would you pay Joe Burrow to come quarterback to Philadelphia Eagles? How much would you pay him annually? Somebody says, I'm crazy. How much How much would you pay him to quarterback in Philadelphia? What do you think the asking price is going to be? It was $260 million in or 230 in guarantees in Cleveland. And three (laughs) first-rounders? Bro, you may have to give Cincinnati your next five first-rounders. And you're going to have to pay him $50 million north of that. Probably a 10-year contract, too. He may want all of it guaranteed. Blank check? Michael, I like... Hey, Michael, I actually maybe like the blank check. Don't forget Meryl Reese, bottom of the hour. We're going to talk to our friend, the legendary voice of the Eagles, and we'll talk with him. Um, hey, I got one for you here before we get Merrill on. I'm going to pick my offense and defensive preseason MVPs for the team. I'm going to go offense first, who I think is going to be your offensive MVP. I'm going with Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to have 100 catches. And I think he's going to have 1,200 yards. And you're going to start talking about him like you do Kittle, the kid in Baltimore, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. I think he's going to be – that's my preseason pick. Okay? That's my preseason pick for the Eagles offensive MVP. For the defensive MVP, this is a little bit more trickier here. Um, Can't be dropping softballs at your feet to get intercepted like that, Mr. Goddard. Hey, I'm having wishful thinking, Xander. I can have wishful thinking, too, that he's going to catch everything in sight. Let me have some of it too. I'm gonna have to get back to you on the defensive side of that, though. Dallas Goddard, man, I'm expecting a huge year from the guy. I really am. I'm expecting a huge year, man. All right. Speaking of a huge year, I I cannot wait to talk to Merrill Reese here. He, I I, I don't. I mean, if there was a, a Super Bowl trophy that was given out for the preseason. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. I don't think there's a team in the league. And, and by the way, it's just not local people. It's now people around the country really hyping up this Philadelphia Eagle team. So far with what you've seen in camp, I mean, Merrill,
8: is it justified? Well, it, it, it's premature. It's, it's somewhat justified based on the talent of this team. It's based on the roster. But Super Bowl champions are not put together in the preseason and in the training camp. I mean they're not defined by that. They're defined by the war of attrition, uh, a, a long 17-game season, how they hit the playoffs, who's hurt when they play certain teams. There there is so much that goes into it Dan, as you know. And there was nobody saying these things about the Eagles prior to the 2017 season. And you know what happened then, so uh, it's the enthusiasm is certainly justified, but I, I stay away from using that those two words the S and the B until we get a lot a lot deeper into the season. There was a time in two thousand seventeen, and Carson Wentz was still healthy at that time, and at that point, looking like the MVP of the league, where we were starting to say, you know, this team could. It could go the distance, but it was with fingers crossed. And then, of course, when Carson Wentz went down at the Rams, we said, well, there goes that. And so you, you never really know. But I think enthusiasm about this team is justified because they are talented and deep in a lot of areas.
3: Merrill, can you take me back to that season? Was it prior to the um, Rams game when he got hurt where you guys were all doing this, you and Mike Quick in the booth going like this? hey, man, this thing's building up some steam here. And with the way that the NFC is playing out, they could be in the conversation at the end of the year. I mean, and I understand he gets hurt in that Rams game, but prior to that, was it, what, week 10, 11, that you guys had seen a sample size enough that where you went, this team's legit here.
8: You know what, Dan, it was it was before that. I mean, it was it was an amazing thing the way this team came down that stretch. It was it was absolutely amazing. It uh, I will never forget the way they played that year. It was you know if I may just put on my glasses for a moment here and, and look back at my media guide and go through that 2017 season. Uh, they they started out they started out uh, with a win at Washington, then a loss, and after that they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight games. Wow! Before they lost another game. Nine straight games. So uh, somewhere along that line, maybe maybe after they won five or six in a row, we were starting to think, you know what? This team's got a shot. What
3: have you seen so far being around the team this year, 2022, that's drastically different from the 2021 team?
8: Well, there's, there's more talent, that's for sure. Uh, number one, I think that Jalen Hurts, is prepared to take a big step forward this is his second year uh as a starter going into the season as the starter and it's also the second time that he has played with the same offensive coordinator and coaches and system going all the way back to high school so he is he say goodbye
2: done.
8: He's in the right frame of mind. He's growing day by day. Um, You know, the arm has always been there. The athletic ability has always been there. So I think we're going to see a more seasoned Jalen Hurts. Now, I tweeted something that that got a rise out of some people the other day, and you always point out that it's my 102nd consecutive year doing the games or whatever it is. (laughs) But in in my tenure, uh, this is the most talented group of wide receivers the Eagles have ever had. Wow. Isn't that? That something? is quite a statement. It is. It is. Now, um, I said that on our pregame show, and the host, Glenn Macknow, on our pregame show, we have a talk back, said to me, Merrill, you got to go back to 1982. They had your partner, Mike Quick, and they had the great Harold Carmichael. And they did. But you know what? Mike Quick was a rookie, and he had 10 catches that year. And Harold Carmichael was in his last full year as an Eagle, and he was no longer in his prime. If you look at this group of wide receivers, if you look at Devontae Smith, if you look at A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins in the slot can, I mean, he can just, he can just blow the tires off the car. He is so fast. And then they picked up Zach Paschal, who I didn't think much about, but Nick saw him in Indianapolis, and Nick Sirianni said, I won him, and he has a lock to be the number four. So you have guys fighting for a roster spot. Who's going to be number five, and, and could they keep six if if they keep Britton Covey, who I think has great return ability? But Jalen Rager, a number one draft choice, who has been a bit of a disappointment, is still – in a fight to make the roster, Greg Ward, who's been a terrific receiver, he's done everything they've ever asked him to do, but he has had a toe injury and has not seen any action in the preseason. These are guys who have who have really um, they they are fighting for roster spots. And then this is no secret. I'm not giving you know everything. There are no secrets in the NFL. The scouts, the pro personnel people, they know who's on every roster, and they get videos of all the games. But I will tell you, one of the most impressive guys all summer has been uh, Deion Cain. He has. He he has been unbelievable. Kid out of Clemson. He's been terrific. And then nobody said much until last week when he hauled in a 55-yard touchdown pass. Devin Allen, who played at Oregon in 2016, hasn't played football in six years, has some Olympic gold medals, and runs like a deer. Oh, I mean, or, or flies like a jet, whatever it is. But he was, I mean, he, he hauled one in for 55 yards and the nearest defensive backs were 10 yards behind him. He, so, I, I again, I, how's he going to make this team? How's he no, gonna no he, he, he's probably going to end up
3: because special teams, and I'll get to that in a minute, he'd be a good special teams guy that I'd like to try out back there. But you're right about Kane. I watch his kid Kane. He jumps for the ball. He goes after it. He's athletic. I mean, they're going to have hard decisions to make at that
8: wide receiver position, to say the least here. I want to slide you uh, over. Mike, Mike Quick, by the way, on one of those catches last week, uh, invented a term. He said he just mossed the defensive back. He and does. Said, the derivation of that, Randy Moss. He said, absolutely. He he really must him. Yeah, no, I mean, he
3: gets up and goes after that ball, man. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of him, and I'd he love does. to see him make that team. I'm going to throw something at you here, Merrill, and I said this yesterday, and I went on and on about it. I watched that second group of offensive linemen that Jeff Stoutman coached, and I couldn't tell the difference between the first group and the second group. Dante Skarniecki. Alex Gibb, Hudson Hawk, Jeff Stoutland. I put him in that conversation. Yep, He is maybe the most important coach, position-wise, in that building. He's the best offensive line coach in the NFL. Those guys were knocking people off the ball. When you have 31 plays and two drives, you own the clock. 17-play drives, 14-play drives. I mean, Merrill, they're – They're going to have a very difficult decision on what to do with some of them old linemen because that whole entire second group with Jack Driscoll and those guys and Andre Dillard, they could start in New York for the Giants, all five of those guys.
8: Well, I was going to ask you this question. I mean, you asked me the questions I was going to ask you because you know the league as a whole um, more than I do. I mean, I'd have a tough time naming the five starting offensive linemen for the Sandy, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, there, but but you know the league right now. I concentrate on this football team and the team they just played and the team they're playing next week. I do it week by week. But it just seems to me there are probably six or seven teams whose starting offensive line units aren't as good as the Eagles' second unit offensive line. I agreed. Meryl, I I said this yesterday.
3: I go, if you don't make the Philadelphia Eagles starting five in the offensive line, there's no shame in that because you would make, I would say, 75% of the league around anywhere. I mean, look at the Buccaneers. They're in tatters right now in the O-line. The Jets are terrible. The Bears are atrocious. That's why I say this about Andre Dillard. You know, how Howie has two of the best safety belts going. If something, God forbid, happens to Lane Johnson or Jordan Mulata, you have a frontline first round guy in Andre Dillard that you can just plug in there as a starter. God forbid, Jalen gets nicked up like he did a little. You got Gardner Mitchell that you can plug in. Right now, you're not going to have a gigantic drop off right there he's not going to carry your football team across the finish line. And I'm not suggesting in any way he's as good as Jalen, but he can hold the fort down until boy. I'll tell you the depth level on this team. I only see the bills better depth. And when it comes to that old line, I've never seen anything like it, Merrill. I've never right. seen anything like it.
8: You're, you're right. Dan. And here, here's the funny thing. Once upon a time, uh, the Eagles drafted the defensive end in the first round out of Michigan. And, Eagles nation went wild because they traded up to get him and everybody wanted the Eagles to pick Earl Thomas because they felt they needed a safety and Earl Thomas went on to have a great career. career. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the guy they drafted very quickly was getting the B word. Oh, he's a bust. And then he got injured and he didn't show anything for several years, but we know now that Brandon Graham has turned out to be somebody who will one day, be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. He's one of their most popular and productive players of all time. So the same could be said of Andre Dillard. When he joined this team, he really, frankly, was not very impressive early. No. And then one time he had to go over and play right tackle, and uh, it, it was a disaster. He, they took him out after halftime. Well, he came back this year, and, and we were calling him a bust. And he came back this year. I don't know where I I know this. He spent a lot of time in the weight room, but he came back a different football player. And you see him every day winning the one-on-ones. I mean, he's more than just competent. He's more than just a decent backup. He has made himself along with the help, of course, of Stout. He's made himself and they've made him a starting caliber offensive lineman who can start. Because you have Jordan Mailata, who's going to be in the Pro Bowl for the next 12 years. Absolutely here. Meryl, the big conversation has been
3: about the running back position. Um, Do you think Gainwell and Boston Scott and Miles Sanders? And by the way, you know, I don't know what it is with the Penn State backs as of late. I was talking to Mike Missinelli about it. I go, what do you got, Paper mache guys up there? at Penn State here now with Barkley and with Miles Sanders he goes oh we've had to great I go relax I get it he's a good player but I mean he's always hurt and you know this durability and availability is always part of a process and an evaluation for every NFL player do they have enough to improve the offense with this group again to help Jalen Hurts in the run game
8: yeah they're fine miles miles is fine he's had a little nick here and there but he's he's absolutely fine and he's a great back boston scott is mr electricity i mean he is so fast and he hits the hole i mean he's five six but oh is he powerful and he can catch and kenneth Gamewell out of memphis he's a terrific football player so those three alone if they carry three are fine it's it's a strength not a not a weakness and if they have to go four deep, the other guy they have on the roster who's been impressive is Jason Hudley. He's a pretty good back and he's very, very fast. Let me, let me
3: go over to the safety side on the defense. Is that a concern for you as we get ready going in? Because they they've been trying a bunch of guys out back there. They've addressed pretty much every single area of the football team. But I'm, do you think what you're seeing, it's, Good enough again because of the improvement of the linebacker and defensive line play.
8: Well, I think that's part of it. But Kayvon Wallace has has had a very strong preseason. Uh, there's a there's an undrafted free agent. Here's a name. I don't know if you've ever heard this, and I, I say that knowing that you've probably heard every name ever invented. But <laughs> this kid came out of Middle Tennessee as an undrafted free agent, and his name is Reed Blankenship, and he's very good. He's he's fit in very well. I'm not anointing him a starter. I, I get it. But but I think he I think he makes a roster spot. I think he's I think he's very, very good. Um I, I think they'll be fine. I, I really do. Um again, there's some mixing and matching that goes on, but the corners are so good right now. I mean, you know, big play Slay. he's great. And James Bradbury, I mean, he's he's really, really good. And, and you'll have a tough time finding a better nickel corner than Avante Maddox. You, you, you know, I want I want, to, I want a couple last questions
3: here. I've got two questions for you here, or maybe even a statement here. I've got some friends in the Cleveland Brown organization, and I want to tell you what they said about Devontae. They were blown away by his route running, his athleticism, and his shake and bake off the line of scrimmage. That they were, and they couldn't believe how much bigger he got from a year ago. That again, remember when he came from Alabama? I was like, "Hey, man, that guy needs—he's gonna—he's gonna have to have some happy meals, okay—to get that weight up." And I think he has. I mean, you should hear them raving about him, Merrill. I mean,
8: expecting a big season out of him, though. No? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the now I don't know how big a season. Any one player is going to have because you have three out there and there's only one football. But Jalen Hurts is going to drop back and have his choice of Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and the guy you were talking about when we went on the air, Dallas Goddard. You're talking about some targets. And then I I threw in Quez Watkins, who is generally in the slot, and he is is a flat-out burner.
3: Last question here, and I saved it for the end. Are you in the camp that Jalen Hurts has won this job for the next five years?
8: Yes. Now, now, let me me just go back. Uh, Do I believe he will win this job for the past five years? Yes. But he's got to play well this year. He's got to continue his improvement. I think he's terrific. I think he is going to step up, and I think he's going to be everything they want in a starting quarterback. I think he's got it all. I think he's got an underrated arm. I think he's got a great capacity to lead. He's a tremendous athlete. His teammates love him. So uh, do I believe that he will win this job going forward? I do. I do. I think he's the quarterback for the future. He's the quarterback of the future. Most people will say, even those who are not down on Jalen Hurts, he's got to really take several big steps this year. He's got to prove this, 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 and this. Well, I'll go as far as to say I think he will answer those calls. I think he will check all those boxes, and I believe he will be the guy. You Just to expand
3: it a little bit, though, you do believe that that decision, then, with the owner and the GM, has not been decided yet? Well,
8: I think they like him. I think they're optimistic. But I think... They want to see what season number two as a starter. Season. The reason I say that, Merrill, is because
3: when I look at Josh Allen in Buffalo, there's no debating he's the guy for the next ten years. Yeah, but how about after the first year? Where, no, no, no. no. Where... I, I, I understand. I'm just, I'm
8: no. I get it. You're right. You're right. This is going into year two as a starter. So, I get so it. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is, at this point, Jalen Hurts hasn't achieved what Jalen, you know, J, what what Allen did, Josh Allen did last year. I mean last year he was one of the best quarterbacks in football. So I think that that this year Jalen Hurts has got to show what he has. I don't think I don't think anything at this point is set in stone, but I think that if you ask Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman the same question you asked me, do you believe that he can step forward and be a franchise quarterback, I think they will both say yes. But is it is it a lock? Nothing is a lock when he's just going into his second year as a starter, and nothing's a
3: lock in the NFL. Hey, did, did you go on the road? Did you go to Cleveland for the game?
8: Uh, not, not really. We 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 did that remotely. And
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: you're gonna be? Are you gonna be traveling this year? Yes, yes, I am gonna be traveling.
3: Oh, that's fantastic! You, uh, you gotta we- be so excited. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Except for DC or nope. over Maryland.
8: <laughs> yeah, except for DC. I'm just I was thinking of doing that remotely, but then I said, no. Nah, once the season starts, wherever they are, we are. No doubt about it. I, I will tell you that, that we'll be doing the Miami game remotely too. Okay. Have have you ever have you ever been to Hard Rock Stadium? I have. Do you do you realize that the radio conditions are worse than they are in Washington? Yes. It's it's a glass enclosed booth, which I hate anyhow, you're your glass in. It's in a corner of the end zone and you can't see a third of the field. It is a mess. It's okay. Mess. I'm going to ask I, you so. Why should I go all the way to Miami and no. watch the game off a monitor?
3: M- and Merrill, Merrill, I'm going to ask. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I've got to do this then. You see, I refuse to go to that building because I played at the Orange Bowl. That's right. But I was at my, and Miami plays at this shitty place, the Hard Rock. And I hate the place. I totally do. Come on, Merrill. Lincoln Financial or The Vet, where would you rather call a game?
8: Of, of which, <laughs> which of those two
3: stadiums? Between The Vet and Lincoln Financial. If you had to call one game, you had those two places to pick. What place would you
8: pick? Lincoln Financial. Over The Vet? Holy cow. Wait a minute, Dan. I'm doing a game at The Vet with Mike Quick, and I happen to sit there and look over at Mike, and there was some green liquid coming through the ceiling, landing on his head. I thought it was a dead cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was down below, down, down below us. I, I'm just happy the press box didn't come unhinged and, and end up in the 200 level. I mean, you remember when the stands collapsed and the and the West Point cadets fell to the to the ground. You remember that? that I told, like,
3: hey, hey, Merrill, when I was on the field, I remember going over to Jerome
8: and going, don't you guys cover up second base? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember Do you remember the game? We're there to do a preseason game with the Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens and Brian Billick. He, he, told, he took a team off the field. He took them home. <laughs> we didn't do the game. We all went home. It never came up because they were – there were metal staples that had come out from the seams that were all over the field. He didn't want his players to land on metal staples. You couldn't blame them. So you're Absolutely. asking me, but I'd rather give the, the, Merrill Reese can give us the stories of that. I love me, Lincoln financial give, too. The other thing, the other thing to remember is the vet was a multi-purpose stadium. The link is a football stadium. There is no such thing as a multi-purpose stadium that is good for all sports it's that's not nice. possible the link the link is one of the great stadiums in the united states it's it one of it's one of my favorite places and i say that not just because it's the eagles but it's a wonderful stadium and there are others i i love metlife stadium i love the giants stadium i think that's a great stadium i will never ever like or appreciate a dome stadium. I'm, I just don't. I think football's an outdoor game, and I love to see them battle the elements and everything else. I I I love that. You know, I love Lambeau Field for its history. But they've even though they've added the super boxes and they've modernized it, it's kept its great integrity and its character. So uh, there, there are a lot of you know there are some wonderful stadiums. I can't name them all, but and I haven't been in the new stadium in Los Angeles and I hear that's wonderful. I think Atlanta. I think the yeah, I think that's a great stadium because I've been there when they've pulled back the dome and yeah. it's not just a hole in the roof. You're in an outdoor stadium. That that's a really good one that comes The that place my- in Houston's pretty good too. Reliant? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah.
3: place that, that that's pretty good. I've been to the new Sofi um, stadium. That thing is remarkable. Um, the new Cowboy Stadium I've been to. Not, the my, one in Minneapolis. Not, 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 not my favorite. Not my favorite. The one in Minneapolis is pretty cool looking too. That thing up there where the Vikings play. Don't love it. Don't no love
4: really it. Don't love it.
8: because no. you're going because of the booth, probably. Well, you know, we're sitting in a corner of the end zone. <laughs> you don't expect me to like it. And also, can I tell you one thing? The 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 level where you're up there with the broadcasters is not the same level that, uh, that the people are on in the, in the press box. Huh? And for about 50 people, there's one men's room. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, did you like RFK? Did I like RFK? Yes. I mean, we sat, we sat way up at RFK and, and we had those little stools that that kind of you, you pulled out like you like you ate at the lunchroom when you were in second grade. RFK was always a dump. I mean, <laughs> always oh a dump. God. But you know, it, look, but but I'll tell you this, I like I like RFK better than I like FedEx. <laughs> hey Merrill, thank you
3: so much, man. A lot of fun with you, man. I appreciate it. It's gonna be a whale of a season. Thank you for taking so much time with me. I appreciate it, my friend. See you, then. You got it. Merrill Reese, please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. If you guys are in the market now for looking for an attorney, for you to be able to get fair compensation for you and your family, if you've been hurt or injured on the job, there's only one place, and that is Morgan & Morgan. promise you, with over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, there's not a bigger attorney firm in the entire country call them at 800-512-1600 that's 800-512-1600 open 24 7 7 days a week 800-512-1600 and when you call morgan and morgan do me a favor tell them dan celio sent you
4: many times when people are injured at a place of business they don't realize they may have a case the fact is injuries should not happen and most of the time when someone is injured someone is at fault Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan and Morgan for the people.com.
5: your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and
6: AccuWeather.
3: Meryl Reese was like, you know the uh, – hey, you know the vet. He's like, F the vet. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Financial, man. Oh, man. All the cats that used to be over there at, at the vet too. There's like a ton of cats that used to live at Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia. Please hit the like button. I am going to rank my concerns – with the Eagles as we get ready for the final exhibition game against the Dolphins on Saturday, controlled scrimmages with the Dolphins on Thursday and Friday, like last week with the Browns. So I'll throw that at you there. Um I want to say this real quick about about Carson Wentz here. You know, <laughs> You look at a guy like that and you see all the physical tools and all the physical assets that he has, but you think there's been a lot of positive conversation coming out of Washington this offseason? season and even during camp. Do, do you think there's been positive accuracy issues overselling that he's a leader? We're very happy. Then you watch him against Kansas city and you see some of the same fundamental traits, that kills that guy in games. Pat, 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 go to your left, sack. Man, dude. Then you watch a guy like Josh Allen. Pat, 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 tap the feet, dart, touchdown. He just throws it, gets it out there. You know what's funny? Josh Allen looks at it like this. I'd rather have an interception down there in the goal line than take a sack for 10 yards, punt, Field position changes, they have a short field, and they score. That's what kills Carson Wentz. The guy, man, he just he just moves around in the pocket with zero presence. He's got zero pocket presence, man. Just zero. But get this. If nobody rushes him like Jonathan Gannon, and nobody puts pressure on him, he'll eat Gannon's defense apart. You watch it, I said that. You watch. If Gannon doesn't put pressure on Wentz and he knows he can't take it and you let that bend but don't break, Carson Wentz will throw for 365 yards on you. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. That guy's mentality, Jonathan Gannon's mentality, is going to cost him a football game for that football team. Okay, something else. I said this earlier, and I want to make sure everyone understands where I'm coming from with this, with Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager survives the cuts because they're trying to move him. And once again, Howie is looking at one of his draft choices with more value in his eyes than what the rest of the league sees. He's going through the Baker Mayfield experience right now. Cleveland Browns thought that they were going to get enormous return value For Baker Mayfield, they got a six for him. And the Browns had to pick the money up. The Browns even had to pick the money up. So, I mean, or at least 70% of the money. Rager's not tradable. In a package, he is. And by the way, the guy, Jesse Bates, he signs that that tender and that franchise tag. I think it's like 12-something. Now you'd have to give up a first rounder to Cincinnati. That's not happening. So you're going to go into it with guys that you're going to find on the cut wire to come in. Watch this. I guarantee you Howie Rosen picks up a couple safeties in the last cuts, and you're going to be taking dudes off the street and putting them on your roster to play safety this season. You don't really have very good safeties. They're kind of okay, some of them. I wouldn't go like this. I'm starting that guy. And the kid from San Francisco, he had a couple spot plays this past weekend, but I'm not – I am not sitting here going, that guy's impressive. Bradbury's impressive. He looks like a player. This kid Tarf or Tart, whatever, he doesn't look like a player. He looks like he's out of gas or something. I don't know. He's just – I don't see it. Okay? I, I, I just I, – I don't see it. Gannon will be good. Eagles defense will be again easy money. All paper stuff. You have no idea what that team is going to do uh this coming season. And with a defensive coordinator, so with all the talent that they have and you got a soft mentality of a defensive coordinator, you think they're going to be better. How about this? The coordinator has to show me. Okay. I know, how about Meryl Reese dropping Moss in there? I know, right? To be fair, Tart hasn't really gotten acclimated yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, hour number three coming up. Please hit the like button. Coach is on the hot seat. I'm going to rank... My concerns with the Eagles as we get ready for the final exhibition game against the Dolphins on Saturday, please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
5: your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps and that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather
3: three national football show it's your boy big sales please hit the like button thank you so much for coming aboard we got a bunch of stuff in this hour surprise teams i got four of them my concerns with the eagles i got five concerns i want to hit on that we're going to hit that up here in a second here but i also want to take a little time on doing this here um how do i do this My, um, one of my dearest friends passed away, uh, today in 2017. Um, it was Cortez Kennedy. Um, if you guys know that. Okay. And, um, he passed away and I posted my invitation that I got when I went to the hall of fame to get him inducted into the hall of fame. He sent me and a couple other guys because I took him out on my recruiting trip with Jerome Brown and we took him around. His mother goes like this.
8: All right, everyone. We had a big sales dropout. I'm going to hit a break and reconnect with Dan. We'll be back on the other
7: side. Oh, here he is. Never mind, Dan, I don't know what happened to you, brother.
3: Kami me California, my friend. Keep rolling. You got it. Thank you guys so much. No idea. <laughs> no idea. He's here, and then he's not. Okay? Story of my career. Anyway, so today my boy Jerome passed away, or um, uh, Cortez Kennedy passed away in 2017. And I want to throw some love out to his family. What an absolutely fantastic person. His mom's like this. Don't you get my baby in any kind of trouble? I'm like, why the hell would you think we're going to get your guy in trouble? Jimmy Johnson's like this. No, these guys are staying up. She's like, it's Miami. I'm like, we got him, man. Oh yeah. Cortez was, he was fantastic kid, man. So rest in peace, my friend, you are definitely missed. And what a great human being you are, man. So, get back to it please hit the like button what the hell did xander put up here for me man xander what was that thing about a million views um yeah because everything got erased hey keep liking we're almost on pace to do one million views this month wow man wow wow we are killing it by the way xander before we get going in this hour too um, put up the um, new edition. No, 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 not the band. The new addition to the post-game show, the legendary post-game show here on Jacob Sports. Look at this thing here. Lane Johnson is now joining the, look at this, dream team. This is a dream team here. And we're going to be doing this in, in line with 6ABC, Right after every Eagle game, he's going to join us, either from the locker room, from the field. How great is this going to be? There is not a better post-game show in Philadelphia, TV or radio-wise, than what we have here at Jacob. You're going to get the legendary Seth, then Lane, present and past, and then a legendary sports talker in Mike Missanelli, And, of course, one of the most connected in is Derek Gunn. That's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. All starts start September 11th right here on Jacob Sports. By the way, make sure you go over and check out John McMullen's work, too, that he's doing covering the camps and such. Um, All the shows really doing a great job here, and we appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much again. And I want to say this to you. So I'm going to rank. My top five concerns, I'm going to go from five to one. You guys, and by the way, feel free, feel free to add your five concerns. What are your five, you know, maybe that's a better way of looking at this. What are your five concerns going into the season? And by the way, this is a football team that I have projected going to the NFC Championship game. I have not wavered off of that, okay? Not wavered. Have not wavered in any way off that. Okay. What are your five concerns? Michael says safety, running back, special teams. Eagles 12 and five. Hurts, 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 Gannon. My five concerns, VJ says coaches. Coaching. Look at that. Nick, Gannon, 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 Gannon. I'm going to add six here because you guys just give me one more. Okay, here we go. Man, you have an entire unit that you're going to fill out with dudes that are the lower guys on the roster for your special teams, that's poor preparation. The number one team that you should be working on the first hour of practice should be your special teams, then your offense and defense. You know what's funny? All the great coaches that I've been around, Tom Landry, uh, Jimmy Johnson, coaches like that, All started their practices off with special teams. We did 45 to an hour worth of practice on special teams before we even went to individual drills and went to team drills, defense, offense. I don't ever remember not starting out with special teams. We never ended our practice with special teams. Jimmy Johnson made it a priority. That's how we started practice. I was with him for three years at Miami and another two in Dallas. And I don't ever remember starting a practice off where we didn't start special teams first. And this football team, I I don't even know who their unit is. They got to be at the bottom five when it comes to um, the worst special teams units in the league. Now, again, on August 23rd, I'm saying that, but they don't practice it. There's not an emphasis on it. And when I see them in games, they're not really productive. They're just not really productive. So that's a concern. That's six. Five. I'm sorry, I disagree with Merrill Reese. I don't think the running backs are... I don't think the running backs are... I think they're good enough as a group but they're not very good pass catchers. The main guys always hurt. And the other guys, it's one thing to go against twos and threes in an exhibition game. But when you're being called on to play in a regular season NFL game, these guys are limited in talent. We see it every time they step on the field. I thought, look, I thought Gainwell and I thought Boston Scott did a nice job against Cleveland last week. Okay. i not going to base my entire running back room. I'd go against the Browns twos and threes. I I, I think, again, a concern, that's not the major concern, though. Okay? Number four, I got safety position. There's a gaping hole in your defense. Okay? There's a gaping hole. And if your guys don't get pressure on the quarterback and he doesn't bring blitzes, and he plays that soft that zone defense, they'll eat that thing apart again. No matter what you've done, they'll leave you up. I think that's a concern. And I think Howie knows that. VJ, don't say gaping hole. Always go there, don't we? Duh, can't take you guys anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Number three, Jalen Hurts. Funny, I couldn't even get Merrill Reese to have conviction on it. He did the same thing Barrett did today. I think he's the guy. He didn't say he is the guy. Even the great Merrill Reese said it. Because I said, so you're sold that he's the quarterback of today and tomorrow. He said yes, and then he goes, let me revisit that. Because he didn't want to have his feet in the fire on that. Because he's not completely sold either. I asked him that question and he gave me the if he plays well. That's no, I understand that. <laughs> if he plays well. Okay. Five star breaking. Brett Favre thinks it's wrong for 49ers to let go of Jimmy. Hey, five star. It was wrong for Brett Favre to send penis pictures with his Super Bowl ring on it, with his name on it fire that one back at him. <laughs> yeah. Jen Sturger was a friend of mine that he sent that to. That's why I always bring that up. I know Jen's father. Okay. Played with me at Miami. She went to Florida state and she's a dear friend. She follows me on Twitter. He's a creep. Farve's a creep. Okay. You think Deshaun Watson, she's like, this guy sends me nude pictures all the time. I'm like, tell your dad. <laughs> he called the jet management, and that's how that thing got blown up. I mean, she goes like this. I don't want to tell my dad. I go, call your father and tell her right now. I go, call her, call your father. And then call me and let me know what your dad says. <laughs> hey, yeah. The jets got a hold of that pitcher, saw his name on the Super Bowl ring. What an idiot. Right? Hey, man, how you doing? Favre. (laughs) Bro, what are you doing? Jalen Hurts is my number three biggest concern. Will he improve as a passer? And I will not be doing this. Well, I think because they added A.J. Brown and he's a second year in a system and, and what else, what else? I, I can't think. Of, um, Devontae's better. Goddard's better. Now, he's going to be better. I know those guys are better. Okay? So, Jalen Hurts is number three. Number two, the head coach. Nicholas Scalfaro Sirianni. I made that up, but the middle name at least. Um yeah, I mean, we'll see if he's improved as an administrator, we'll see if he's improved. Xander goes like this. we finish 11 and six win one playoff game, you extend Hertz. Three years. Man, the money's my problem. That's not a forty million dollar a year player, my book. When I see forty million, I see Justin Herbert. I see Josh Allen. I don't see Jalen Hurts. I don't see the ability they, he does not have the ability of those other guys that making that money. Xander goes like this. Herbert still ain't done crap in this league. Let him do something before you keep giving this guy uh, all these kudos. Burrow, I get it. Herbert, everyone's kissing his ass like he's Brady. Okay, well, when I watch Justin Herbert play, I think I can win a Super Bowl with him. When I watch Jalen Hurts play, I don't know. I mean, dude, doesn't your eyeball test at all matter? Okay, so wait a minute. If I used uh, Xander's philosophy, why'd you move off of Jimmy Garoppolo then? Jimmy Garoppolo has done shit, and they moved off him. Jimmy Garoppolo is more accomplished as a starting quarterback than many guys that are playing in the game today. So if we apply that Jalen Hurts philosophy to Jalen, how come we can't apply that to a guy like Garoppolo? Garoppolo's been to a Super Bowl. He's won an NFC title. He's been to two of the three last NFC championship games. He is 38-16. and That's doing shit. But the Niners moved off him. For a guy who hasn't done shit. You could tell me all you want about Jimmy G stinking. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jalen Hurts have more in common than you think. They look at Jimmy Garoppolo and go, he can't get it over the top. You mean win a Super Bowl? That's why Trey Trey Lance has to win a Super Bowl. Getting to the playoffs? That's a downgrade. That's a step back. That's a step back. This guy here goes like this. That's a terrible take. Really? What has Jalen done? That guy's won ball games. He's 38 and 16. You know, when you put the record next to Tom Brady and all of his accomplishments and his one loss, that applies, hello, to not just a handful of guys. It's almost like social media when people want to pick out and call someone a racist or not they apply these statistics when it suits them and their narrative. I look at when if the pro football football reference puts the one loss record next to every quarterback they all get that distinction. What has Herbert done? You're right. So you watch wait a minute so you'd rather have Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback than Justin Herbert? Who says that with a with a straight face? You would rather have in Philly Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert. Wow. Please don't answer that because I'll have far less respect for people who answer the dumb way. You would rather have Jalen Hurts in Philly starting and pay him forty million instead of paying Justin Herbert 40 million. <laughs> man good night good night <laughs> goes. oh wait a minute here now i'm not that dumb you know that <laughs> i know i know come on here man if robert goes neither or you you would not want justin herbert So, do you think the Miami Dolphins are kicking themselves in the head taking Tua over Justin Herbert? You're probably right. They probably like Tua. Because they took Tua over Herbert. Hey, Chris Greer. Really? Try that one on. Tua's our guy. You've been trying to replace him with Brady. You've been trying to replace him with Deshaun Watson. Gotten who else? But it's always my guy. Okay. At least the Eagles weren't jackasses about it. Look at at, at all around. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts than Justin Herbert. Oh, my God. (laughs) Go Ducks. Hey, man. Good night, almighty. Who in their right mind would say that? (laughs) <laughs> man. Oof. Xander just comes up with a good one here. Jalen Ball's up, man. You move those two first-round draft choices to move up to get Will Anderson. you got Lawrence Taylor on your team. I think he's better than Michael Parsons. You heard it here. I think he's better than Kayvon Thibodeau. That kid in Alabama is the best defensive football player that Nick Saban has ever coached in college. Nobody is better. He is the best football player. He reminds me of Derek Thomas. Now, whatever you thought of Derek Thomas, I knew Derek Thomas. He's from Miami. Okay. Him and my other friend, Cornelius Bennett, who's been on this program, actually Biscuit. SEC Players of the Year, up for the Heisman Trophy. You had both those dudes on the Alabama Crimson Tide at the same, same time. You had Derrick Derek Thomas, and you had Biscuit, Cornelius Bennett. <laughs> Dude, those are some linebackers that hurt folk. and got after people. That's what you call players. Okay? Justin Herbert will be a choker. Well, we'll see. You're right. The optics. See, I I like your optics service. When you see Jalen, you see a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. If you asked 100 people in the NFL that question, what do you think they'd say? (laughs) You'd be the only one in the room with your hand up. (laughs) You'd be the only one in the room. Then we could talk the playmaker dynasty. Shut up, GT. God, he kills me with that thing, man. Michael says, I'd rather have TBD. No, he's going to New York. I've already worked the deal out. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Van Dyke's going to the Giants. You guys didn't want him. You guys didn't want him. Yeah, I got the head coach, the head coach. And then, of course, my number one bullseye is the defensive coordinator. I think he's terrible. Josh Allen sucks without digs. Yeah, you're right. So when you see Josh Allen, you'd rather have Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen too. So we've come to the conclusion today that there are actually folks that watch my show that would rather have Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. (laughs) There's actually people out there that think that. That's stunning. I mean, you know, but I've, I've, I've got to remember, you know, I mean, I just, I get it, okay? Just like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does have a Super Bowl win. I did know Herbert grew up an Eagle fan. And I will tell you, Tyler Van Dyke's an Eagle fan. He told me. Grew up an Eagle fan. He wasn't a Giant fan. He grew up an Eagle fan. And where he's from in Connecticut, you would have thought he grew up a Brady fan. But he grew up a Donovan McNabb fan. He tweeted it out at Donovan. Did you guys see that tweet? Donovan tweeted it back at him. He's a Donovan McNabb fan. Yeah. Love McNabb. Loves McNabb. He's an Eagle fan, but you guys don't want him. It's all good. Don't worry. He'll look good in giant blue. <laughs> throwing dimes against the safeties. I, I I I never said I'd rather have him over Hurts. I'm just saying that's Josh Allen sucks without Diggs. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, he probably sucks without Diggs. Yeah, so yeah, Tyler Van Dyke. You know, no, we'll uh, already worked the deal out with the Giants. I already talked to uh, John Mara. It, 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 Xander goes like this, has TVD even won the job at Miami yet? Are you kidding me? He's up for every award there is this year. And and by the way, he is 6'5", unlike your guy, who's a schwimp. <laughs> 5'11", 182. Bryce Young. This guy's like Donnell Pumphrey. <laughs> He's built like Donnell Pumphrey. <laughs> Uh, who who is that five-star quarterback that committed to Miami still in high school yeah man I saw that kid by the way I think Bryce Young Kyler Murray has shown us and so has Drew Brees he's going to succeed in the NFL in my opinion Bryce is going to be a good player dude one of my favorite things that I love about Bryce Young was that Southeastern Conference Championship game he that Auburn then the SEC title game can you imagine if you play it Alabama, you had to do this to win the national title. You had to beat Auburn, which, dude, you know that you know that dorky-ass thing where people say the records don't matter? That Iron Bowl, it really doesn't matter. People put their houses up, their girlfriends, their wives up, land. It's more than you think. I know college football is not big in Philly, but, dude, that is a – that's a different game. That thing has got different energy to it. Even Texas OU, that thing, in my opinion, I think that thing has as much energy as the Ohio State-Michigan game. In some aspects, it's more hated. That dude killed that tree. Um, that guy killed that tree at Auburn. Who, that tree had been there for like 700 million years. You poisoned the tree and killed it. Dude, that guy would rather poison p- people too. That's a crazy rivalry. So you had to win that game. Then you had to play Georgia twice. Look at Georgia. Georgia's not the SEC champions. That's what I'd be throwing at their face. Yeah, you may be national champs, but we own the number one conference in the country. or are uh, Southeastern Conference champs. I'd wear that ring. For that game, when I see them again and go, see that right there? you ain't got that, bitch. I've already got me one of them national title rings. I'm good. But you ain't got this. <laughs> That's it. I'd be barking at you. Mr. International, I love college football, too. Seals, if Jalen Hurts balls out, you'll have to wear a Hurts SZN hat all show don't i'm I, sure i'm not gonna have to worry about it though <laughs> oregon u c l a rivalry mr international really <laughs> really okay really <laughs> do they have a rivalry chip Kelly versus Oregon i bet that's a fun one to watch <laughs> oh man um uh no, I wanted to, no no tattoos. No, I only got I got one here. I got a UM one. And big Sills – I got a I got a oh my god, I got a I got a tattoo that Randy White kind of drew a little bit when I was in Dallas. I got a Randy White gave me a tattoo on my leg. He even signed it. RW. <laughs> I thought he was some tattoo guy. It was not bad. It's a Brahma bull. Yeah, Randy White, Randy White gave me a tattoo. Because yeah, I, I had great reverence for the guy. All right, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Coaches on the hot seat. And my surprise team's in the NFL. We're going to hit on that. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much for being here. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
5: your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather.
7: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
3: National Football Show. Your boy Big Sills here. Look at Easy Money. What if Kenny Pickett beats Jalen Hurts? Easy Money. What if these quarterbacks beat Jalen Hurts this year? Well, wait a minute. Last year, Daniel Jones and Dak beat him. (laughs) Daniel Jones beat Jalen Hurts last year. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. (laughs) Oh, my God. They scored only 17 points a game last year, did the Giants. How do you lose to Daniel Jones? How how do you lose to Daniel Jones and that Giant team? The Giant team didn't even score 20 points a game. Poor coaching. That's how you lose. We'll see. Wentz ain't beating us. Here, watch this. Okay, Jalen Hurts versus Jared Goff. What's what what, what's Jared Goff's record as a starting quarterback in the NFL? What this is a good oh I love this. Jared Goff stats. Let's see here. What's his record? He's eighty three and eighty three. He was 42 and 27 with the Rams. Wow. This guy's won th- 83 NFL ball games. Okay? So wait a minute here. Hey, that's a good I I like this game, Xander. Who has the quarterback advantage in the Lions? In the Lions game, Eagles or Lions? And I'll listen to you. I'm going to keep this, too. Who has the advantage? Hurts. Hurts over a guy who's won an NFC title. Interesting. Hurts. Eagles. Eagles. Okay. Eagles. Hurts over Golf. I sure hope so. Cousins over Cousins or Hurts. Who has the advantage in week 2 at quarterback? The Vikings or the Eagles? Who has the advantage? Vikings hurts GT says cousins someone with some brains cousins okay so you guys cousins Vikings fair enough we're gonna get someplace with this conversation okay you're right Minnesota has the advantage common sense comes through Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Minnesota, week three. Who's got the quarterback advantage? The Eagles or the Commanders? Hurts? Hurts? Wentz is a sack master. He sure is. I can't shake that shit, man. He's <laughs> F Wentz. Clap, clap, sack. <laughs> Wentz, I'm gonna go the Eagles here. That's listen to this. Eagles over Wentz. First three games, you got the quarterback advantage, two of the three. That's pretty good, man. Quarterback advantage, Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts? I'm not talking about team. I'm talking about who's the better quarterback, Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts? You got Jalen. So you'd rather have Jalen Hurts, and you think Jalen Hurts is the advantage, is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence no way Trevor Lawrence all day <laughs> here's Hertz Cousins Hertz so first four weeks it's 2-2 it's 2-2 I know. Xander's right. Man, what's Trevor Lawrence compared to today than a year ago? Dude looks already different. Hey, <laughs> Yale, I don't think so either, man. That guy looks really good. Kyler Murray, Cardinals. Week five. Who has the advantage in week five at quarterback? The Cardinals? Or the Eagles. I'm not talking about records. I'm talking about who has the advantage of quarterback. Murray hurts. You think Hertz hurts is better than Kyler Murray. <laughs> May God almighty, man. Hertz said in a magazine shoot, he was watching Miami. He's trying his mom watches the show. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. Mom hurts. It's not personal. I was watching the U thirty for thirty. Big Sills is in that. Oh Big Sills is in the thirty for thirty. Ugh. Come on, Jalen. Come on, man. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. So, first five, the Eagles have the quarterback advantage two of the first five games. Cowboys, Dak Prescott. In week six, who's got the quarterback advantage? The Cowboys or the Eagles? Week six. Look at that. Prescott. Dak. Dallas stinks. Big dick Dak. (laughs) Cowboys. Okay, Dak. So... In the first six games going into the bye, you have the quarterback advantage two and four. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Of the six games, you only have the quarterback advantage two of the six, and that comes out to two and four. How Interesting. Huh. Week eight. Kenny Pickett. Jalen's got it. I'll take Jalen over Pickett. Because we've already done Washington. He week, they got the advantage. I I, I think you're right. Jalen's got it. Week number 11. The Colts. Kenny Pickett, you got over Jalen. I don't. Matt Ryan versus Jalen. I saw that, Ryan. Means you can't play for the first four weeks. That's based on last year's version of Hertz. Hey, Dom, what are you, a fortune teller? How do you know what he's going to do this year? I only go uh people have done and who they are today. Not what you maybe think they'd be this year. That doesn't even sound right. It's not what you think they might be this year. That's pie in the sky. That's paper champion shit again. Going down that road? Well, he might be John Elway. Yeah, okay. You know what, man, Rage? I'm going to take Jalen Hurts over Matt Ryan. I want to see if Matt Ryan's not toast. Last two years haven't been that hot. I'm going to take Jalen over that. I know. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? So look at that. Starting to get back. First time back to back. Packers. Don't debate it. Aaron Rodgers. You, you don't have to debate that. Ryan Tannehill, week 13. Funny, I heard the guys on Sports Take go like this. You know, he just doesn't seem like a big winner, even though he's been to the conference championship game two of the last three years, and he had the number one seed last year in the AFC without Derek Henry for 10 games and A.J. Brown for four. Ryan Tannehill all of a sudden sucks. You know, again... Here's a guy that doesn't put gigantic numbers up, but for whatever reason, numbers don't, won't be a factor for Jalen, but they're a factor for Tannehill, even though he wins. He's 33 and 13 since he's been the starter in Tennessee. That's not winning. Sorry. I don't know what winning means then. He's 33 and 13 as a starting quarterback in Tennessee since he's taken the reins. Come on, man. I've got, you know what? I'll take Hurts over Tannehill for shits and giggles. Daniel Jones in week 14. Remember, Jalen got beat by him last year. out <laughs> Jalen was out by the greatness of Daniel Jones. I'll take Hurts too. Look at this, man. Bears. Justin Fields. Look at Hurts racking them up in the second half of the season when it's like weakness. Jameis Winston. Winston's a better quarterback. than the greatness of Daniel Jones. So you've got the advantage at quarterback in... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the seventeen ball games that you'll play this year you'll have the quarterback advantage. I mean, beat Daniel Jones before you can beat Dak. Isn't that fair? Right? MVP, baby. Eagles have a better roster. Wasn't talking about that. Daniel Jones is trash. Totally. How'd you get beat by him? That's the point, Joe, uh, Joseph. How'd you get beat by that guy? He's dog shit. <laughs> he totally is. Rager killed it. He did. That's fair. Well, because you doubled up, you you got the, uh, what do you want? Double for the Washington game. You're going to have the advantage either in week 10 or week three. When you play Washington, you're going to have the quarterback advantage. Same thing with any team in the NFC East. Okay? You don't get, well, we'll have this week and this week. No. Well, maybe that could change. Especially if the greatness of Daniel Jones outplays your ass again. (laughs) Hey, beat Daniel Jones first. (laughs) You're talking about beating Dak Prescott. Yeah. Daniel Jones is the barometer and the benchmark. I heard Barrett, man. He's all in on, on Jalen. He's all in. He thinks he's it. And I'm with Derek Gunn and the other dude. I'm with him. I'm with those guys. Okay? I am. You mean beat the kicker? Yeah, that's it. Out-dueled. Uh, <laughs> out-dueled. MVP when Hurts finally won. It's a win over Jones. Goddard had an awful... Wasn't that in the red zone too, Chris? Here are my surprise teams in the NFL. I'm going to take one from Xander here. I think the Saints are going to be a surprise. I think if Jameis Winston could stay healthy, I think this guy's going to... You know, it's one thing that I heard and I can't remember his name. Somebody helped me. The offensive coordinator in New Orleans is still there. And he was the guy that was play calling last year for Jameis Winston. I know that Sean Payton's not there and Sean Payton has a lot of influence on the game plan, but if they get Jameis Winston back in track again, I'll tell you something, man, that Saints team has a lot of talent. They're pretty good defensively and they get any quarterback play. They, they could kick Tampa Bay around a little bit. Tampa Bay's banged up. Now I saw Michael Thomas is hurt too. Again, but, yeah, Pete Carmichael. Thank you, Razor. Pete Carmichael was there a year ago, right, play calling for Jameis, and they were 5-1. That could be a surprise team. That Saints team has owned the Buccaneers in the regular season since Brady's been down in Tampa. They've owned them. Okay? I mean, Saints have really put together. I mean, look, Mickey Loomis, the general manager, and the Benson family have done a great job running that franchise. I know Justin Herbert sucks. I'd rather have Jalen over Justin Herbert. I got the Chargers number three. Dude, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. You got maybe one of the best young offensive tackles and Slater over on the blind side. You've got Khalil Mack and Joey Boza, Derwin James. You got a bunch of good-looking football players on that team. I think the Chargers – let me say this to you. That coach will get blown out immediately. And if I were Sean Payton, I'd want that job. I wouldn't want the Dallas job. I'll take that. I'll take that Chargers job. Okay. Who would you rather have, Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert? Yeah, I'm going to take the guy with the Chargers. I would take that kid. And it's in L.A.? How you doing? This is a reach, and I hope it's not going to come back and bite me. I got the Dolphins in two. Um... They've added a boatload of talent. If Tua doesn't throw for 4,000 yards and they don't win 11 games and they're not the second-best team in the AFC East, they're going to move on and get a quarterback. Okay, And I could see Tyler Van Dyke just going across the street there and potentially playing in Miami. That's okay, though. Again, I'm working on a deal. He's texting me out loud, very disappointed in all you um, Eagle fans. He goes, Sills, I grew up an Eagle fan. What do I have to do? Nah, doesn't matter. They're sold on Jalen. Even my guy, Xander, $40 million. Tyler, even the executive producer of Jacob wants Jalen over you. Send. <laughs> Tell that guy to prove some shit. Oh, okay a lot of people have to prove a lot of things this year don't they it's not just a guy in philly i know man he says you haven't done anything yet does he know that i'm going to be the fifth pick in the draft i know but it doesn't matter they got their guy they got their guy Seatbelt hurts (laughs) (laughs) sales we're going 11 and 6 sounds right Nick's like 30 more minutes. Of st- Nick, stop it. Stop it, Nick. Tell Taylor Van Dyke I want him. No, you never tell another man you want him. Okay? Or need him. <laughs> yeah. And no comment from you, Xander. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we have five, three to five clips for you today. He can watch you all night. <laughs> No, 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 no. Hang on for a second here. Hold on here. I told you I talked to John Maher already. Yeah, and the new GM. They like you a lot. Don't worry about it. Armando Sargero, by the way, tomorrow from OutKick. And also the Miami Herald covers the Dolphins. We'll get his thoughts. And Tyler Van Dyke news. Tyler Van Dyke wants to come on the show. He can't. I told him he can't come on until week seven. You can't come on until week seven. And we'll know more by then. <laughs> okay, hour 10. Nate, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet, Nate. Unless you win a Super Bowl, a lot of quarterbacks lose in the playoffs. No shit. Dank. Look at the records of all the great ones. Peyton Manning's one game over 500, Brett Farr's one game over 500. Drew Brees is nine and seven. Um, Russell Wilson's nine and seven. I mean, the, your your people. T- Aaron Rodgers is one game over five hundred. I mean, you're making sound like all these quarterbacks are Montana and Brady. You know who's got a really good postseason record? Is Roethlisberger. He's got a pretty good one. I want his quarterback skills in Philly. Now nah, you guys don't want him, man. Joseph. Dan, you're funny. Hey, I, I Joseph, I just told the fifth pick in the draft. You guys have no interest in him. Okay. Hey, Mrs. Hertz, tell Jalen that's really cool that he watched the 30 for 30. Big Sills is number 93. Yeah, I'm the one that slammed them guys on their heads and did some, uh, what do you call them, clotheslines. My daughter goes like this. Dad, why are you clotheslining people in a game? This is what I told her. Now – I don't subscribe to this anymore. So do you guys remember that running back named Sammy Smith? He played for the Dolphins. He was a Florida State guy, right? I looked over at Jerome Brown and I go like this. I'm going to clothesline this guy when he comes through the line of scrimmage. I'm going to F this guy up. I don't give a shit where the play goes. Jerome starts laughing. He goes, it's going to be a 15-yard penalty. I go, I don't care. So he comes through the line of scrimmage, man. And I close line this guy. I deplete this guy. This guy gets a shoulder injury too, man. He goes out, he comes back in 15 yard penalty. Jimmy takes me to the side and he goes, why the hell did you do that? You know, we're the least penalized. You know, we don't do. And I go, I go, coach, that guy has no heart and no character. I guarantee he puts the ball on the ground in the fourth quarter and we capitalize on it. Sure enough. He fumbled twice. After the game, Jimmy comes up to me and he goes, you would have ran the entire length of Bayshore Boulevard if that guy didn't fumble. I said, I know. Jerome's sitting next to me. I go, I'm going to clothesline this guy, and I'm going to take this guy out. So my, my, my daughter's like, Dad, you can't do that today. And I go, "You couldn't do that then, too. But you guys have Jonathan Gannon as your D.C., That's the shit I'm talking about. Can you imagine that huddle with gang green with buddy and Jerome and Reggie and Seth and Wes Hopkins and Andre waters. I'm going to F that dude up, man. He come across the middle. He going to be seeing the top of the vet. That's the shit I like. My daughter's like, well, dad, you can't do that stuff today. I'm like, I know honey. Yeah. And by the way, I don't want you to do that either. And she's like, oh, okay, it's good for you. I go, no, 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 no. Cheap shot, Sills. No, no. We won the game, and he did fumble twice. (laughs) Hey, okay, we won the game, and he did fumble twice, and it was Florida State. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Softy, Joseph, that is unbelievably awesome. Nick, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Hey, Mr. Softy. What's the name of your defensive coordinator? Mr. Softy. Yeah. Mr. Softy. <laughs> oh, programming note. Armando Salgrero from Miami. Giving us a little bit of what's going to go on in the practices for Thursday and Friday. Dolphins. Tucker Viola, or would it be Teddy Bridgewater? Um, we will also have Hollis Thomas on Thursday, and Big Hill is going to bring back LB with the hurt season hat. Supposedly Jalen is wearing those now, along with AJ Brown, and I've been told Xander that there's um, some hats on the way for um, for us, and I'd like to see maybe you know. Uh, I, I don't know if I could wear that because I hurts the season yet. We'll wait and see. Again, where is that? Week seven? Tyler, stop harassing me. You're not coming to Philly. It's not happening. They don't want you. <laughs> they want Jalen. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Xander, as always, awesome stuff. Guys, if you miss Meryl Reese, please go back and watch it. I know Xander has it posted, and it's scheduled to go out a little bit later on. If you missed it, please go back and watch it. He was awesome, as always. We thank you again. Xander, you were great. You all were great. Thank you again. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern time, and we'll see you on the flip side.